Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. In 1919, he hit 29 home runs and was sold to the New York Yankees. Hey! for Bucky Dent. The Yankees now lead it by a score of 3-2. Bill Lee is now going over to a couple of the Yankees and there they go again. Hits it to deep left. That might send the Yankees to the World Series. Baratek and A-Rod going at it. Roberts is going. Masada's throw. Roberts safe. What can I say? Just dip my heart and, and call the Yankees my daddy. Welcome again to Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. He's John Senecal with the Yankees side of things, and I'm Brian Shackman on the Red Sox side of things. All right, on the docket today, I uh, had my first minor league fan experience this Live week. baseball. Yes, and I'll tell you a little bit about that. Uh, we're going to talk about the Yankees and whether in a week's time they'll be in first place. We'll talk about maybe the most underrated player in all of baseball and Xander Bogarts. Uh, we're going to talk about the Oakland A's stadium fiasco. I have a strong, hot take on that. That's been going on forever, and, I feel like. And what's his name? His name Drew Robinson? Drew Robinson, who, yeah. Uh, tried to kill himself and only has one functioning eye and somehow is in AAA hitting home runs. And it's a, it's a huge story across you know, the sports world, especially in baseball, and we'll, we'll touch on that. But I want, I want to start, you know, I know you're, you're going to be going to some yard goats. I'm going again next week with all my children. And uh, I was excited to go to the park on the home opener for the yard goats. They beat the Portland Sea Dogs. I was also interested. They're the AA affiliate. They got anybody, Jeter Downs on that team? No. He, yeah, he's not there yet? So here's the thing is, I feel like uh, baseball's changed a little bit. You know, when we were growing up, Double A was the prospect level. Right. Triple A, Triple A was where those prospects got a cup of coffee on their way to the bigs or the veterans who and were Jay just And Jake Taylor below. just hung out there. So you're right. So, but now it doesn't seem as much the case. I feel like this may be a little more on the prospect side of Triple A, and Double A isn't quite what it was. But I will tell you, um, it was fun to be at the ballpark. I thought, you know, it was so fascinating because the Portland Sea Dogs made five errors and it was there was two massive home runs and and but it, the minor leagues don't feel so minor anymore. I mean no. that park, Dunkin' Park, it's it's a beautiful big time it, park. It, it literally looks perfect. like a major league stadium without that many seats. Right. And the Ticket prices are moderate, but the concessions aren't as moderate. So I think we, whereas I, I assume that you mean they're too high. Well, I mean, I paid like I got a big fat beer. I don't know if it was twenty four ounces for like thirteen bucks. Right. Yeah. And so like it's not like you're getting bargain basement concession prices, but if it's sixteen bucks to get in, I it, I understand it. But I was it's not that I had sticker shock, but I always assumed that maybe the miners would be a little more moderate, and it was. You're moderate. definitely you're definitely paying. For the experience there, it's not the old stadium in New Britain, where right. you're going to go in for four dollars, 
and you're going to go to two concession stands. Right. And you're going to, you know, hear the bleachers. Right. As this you're place is state of the art and the food is is, the food is, is good. Is, it is better. And, and what I would say is I think that the only thing. You know, and this is so important for Hartford. You know, they lost the Hartford Whalers. They're not a, a, a tier you one. You talk city. like that just happened. They lost the Hartford. No, Whalers. but I mean, when you think about that's it, it's such a Hartford, Connecticut thing to I say know. and act like they just lost them. Well, what was that like thirty years ago? Well, when we talk about <laughs> when we talk about the Oakland A's, well, my point will be is that, like once you lose a team, you never get it back. No, you and don't. So when it when unless when, you're Charlotte, they have right. <laughs> well, because their demographics are right. are exploding, but I think that. You know, it's so important that the yard goats are downtown and that once they get to full capacity, they'll be selling out because the city needs it. And there so is work badly. around the stadium. There's, yeah, there's work going on yeah. around the stadium. It, the yard goats is your closest thing to major league baseball experience that you're going to get at a minor league, a virtual minor league price. And that's why they, people, I'm telling you, if you. If you are in that region, you have to fight for it because if you lose that, I mean, forget about it. So I think there's a ton of good energy that will sustain itself. But it was really fun to just be there, sitting in a seat, watching a baseball game. And, and there's no real bad seats in that place, no. even though it is pretty big. And the and the, and the the COVID restrictions are going to be changing and uh, soon, in the next couple of weeks, beginning yeah. of June. Yeah, and they'll be, they'll be full. I mean, that place will be sold out. I, I'm still sticking by my prediction that MLB will be full capacity after the All-Star break, across the board. It's going to be strange for me. Like, here's the, there's a disconnect. Quick COVID pause between like what I know is okay and what I feel is okay. Like, and I what know, you see on TV. Well, I know it's okay to be outside without without a mask if you're vaccinated, but it still feels with all this pent up like 12 months of just being like this. Right. You know, it's hard to to take that step and just rip it off, you know. So uh, well, plus you become accustomed to it. I mean, I right. find myself wearing it a lot all the time. But if you look and watch games on TV, even the teams with restrictions, it's so loose. I mean, how do you police it? It's 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 so well, hard. When I went to opening day for the Red Sox, it's like I'm eating peanuts. I'm not going to put a peanut in my mouth and then put the mask back on. It's right. just dumb. And if I'm sitting there with my wife and we're 6 feet apart from other people, it doesn't matter. Now, when it gets to full capacity, then I think you're going to run into some issues. I don't think they're going to police it heavily, but then it's going to be you might even have some Somebody, say, somebody sitting like if you were sitting next yep. to me and I don't know you from Adam, yeah, put your mask I might on. want you to have your mask on. And then, and then we they'll could say, get... sorry, that's not the policy here. Yeah, there could be some STFU and some Karens going on. And right. I guarantee you when they go to full capacity across the board, we'll get some Karenage. Um, but if you look now, it's 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 interesting because you'll go and watch like the Yankees or the Red Sox on TV and some ALA East team. And it's pretty sparse. Then you'll see the Braves. Or the Where Rangers, a lot of people. and it's literally like you're just watching a normal baseball game. It's really weird. Hey, listen, let's talk about normal baseball games. Uh, the Yankees. I mean, we pretty much predicted it. Yeah, I mean, I, a I good think team will come back eventually. I was, I thought it's at one point Aaron Boone was in trouble, and I thought their season was on the precipice. And I have and to hand it to them. Giancarlo became Giancarlo. Yeah, I mean, I have to hand it to the Yankees. They weathered that storm extremely well, and I think in. I think by the end of May, I think they will be in first place. Yeah, I think when the Yankees and Red Sox face each other finally in the beginning of June, I think the Yankees will be in first place or where they're going to be tied. Within striking distance. Yeah, and it's going to be one hell of a series no matter what because it's Yankees-Red Sox. But, boy, like when we a few episodes ago before the season started, and we were like, oh, look at this. They don't play each other till September, uh, till June. And we thought TV ratings, TV ratings, regardless of who it, right. or where they are in the standings. But now, I mean, even better, right? And I think that, well, let me take a step back. Giancarlo Stanton has been on fire. And other than that, what do you point to 
for the turnaround in the team? Well, I mean, Aaron Judge played good for a little bit. Now he's slumped a little bit lately. Um, Glaber has been playing better. I mean, his average was in the tank. He's up to like 240, 250, but he's showing some more fire. Like, I mean, I'm telling you, I, I remember sending you texts and be like, I'm done with this guy. I'm done yeah. without the hustle. Yeah. I'm done. And I'm get, I, he had to have been sat down because everybody, you know, you saw the game where he scored from first base on the ground ball. Right. Um, I, I mean, that's hustle. You don't get that without having your head in the game. That's just how it works. You do that at Little League. You do that at any level. Right, your head has to be of, in the game. But you're speaking about specific guys. And I feel like how how did he oh. get going? Because because he well, got best. I mean, like they, how do you get the whole team? Because it, it it doesn't just happen with one. There's a macro reason. Well, it for I it. well recently I point to the I point to the Astros series. The first game right, of that right, series right. was electric. It was electric, and it, I and I feel now the Yankees were starting to play better at that point, right? right. But I feel like the crowd got into it and jacked them up a little bit and told them, listen, we're behind you. We I, now Granted, 90% of that was we hate the Astros, right? Sure. But they came out on top of that. They didn't sweep them, but they beat them, right? And you know from watching baseball and being around it, when the crowd's into it, it can change the game. It can change the team. And momentum, it's streaky. Yeah. It's really streaky. And even though streaky. capacity was down, those fans, you could feel it. You, you could, could feel, feel it. it. I mean, and I generally, when I was watching that game, I was like, damn. I'm like it is it is rowdy there right now. It is loud. Well, that's a really good point. So the the, the Astro series and the passion about obviously if you, if you're not familiar with the sign stealing scandal from 2019, I think a lot of people felt that the Yankees would have beaten the Astros and potentially would have beaten the Dodgers. 2017 to win the is it 2017? Yeah, it came out in 2019. Right, that's right. Um, and so you know, I think that the fact that they didn't forget. And that they had it pent up for well, over yeah, a year. Well, yeah, it was like they, they thought they were going to get off for having I, a year, I but it just kind of made it worse. I w- thought it was uh, funny. I, I mean, at some point, I think we do have to move on, but I, I think that it was important. And I mean, I mean, listen, it's a good thing for Altuve that he hit. Tattuve? At least, at least he hit one home run oh, late God, in that series. Because you. a lot of people were texting me, like, I guess you can't be five foot four. And, and that pitch the that he hit it without on. No, without no one the pitch besides. he hit it on was insane. Up, high fastball. Yeah, so he's you know. legit. I mean, he's a major league hitter, but there was real, real critical doubts about whether those guys could play <laughs> yeah. without getting the signs. And Bregman, I think, proved that he could play no Bregman matter what. Bregman can play no matter what. Yeah, and Correa. So. I mean, these guys, Correa doesn't get drafted as a 16-year-old. No, no, no. I you get it. I, mean? I get it. But, but like with Altuve, people are like, well, if you don't know where the pitch is coming, I guess you can't do no. too good. And they, obviously, he could still tattoo the ball. And I, I do like a, the nickname Tattoove, though. <laughs> but the Yankees do have holes still. I mean, they do have Sanchez to deal with. He hit a home run the other day, but still, I mean, Frazier's not playing good. Yeah. He's making some catches, but, I mean, catches aren't going to keep you in the lineup. No, but they got uh, Voight back. The, the roster's one, working itself out. The one crazy thing about it is Higgy, all right? Five home runs in 52 plate appearances. He's third on the team in home runs. Huh. 52 plate appearances. It's almost a third of the plate appearances as Giancarlo and Judge. Fifth. Wow. T2 plate appearances. So, I mean, again, like I said, the dude needs to be in the lineup. Yeah. If you you got, you got to make Gary, the part-time player, the bat if you want to put any stock in it off the bench, I guess. He can throw guys out. He had a crazy play. Why don't you just go with the hot hand? Let the guy go with the hot hand. Go with the hot hand. When it saying, gets cold, but, you switch but, it but out. But, Brian, he comes out. He plays two games, and then they sit him. And then he plays a game, and they sit him. Then he'll play the three. It's just yeah. let him play until he goes cold. He's John Senecal. I'm Brian Shackman. This is fan base, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. I'm not going to talk too much about the Red Sox as a whole. I'll just say that I think they're good. They're good. You're talking about Bogarts. I don't so. think they're first place good. But the Xander Bogarts thing, you know, because of, 
you know, Fernando Tatis Jr.'s contract and, and of course, um, Lindor's contract. I mean, everyone's talking about these infield position players. And, you know, Xander took less probably than market when he signed, I think it was six-year 120. And, and here's the key. He can opt out at the end of next season. He has Scott Boris as an agent. He obviously <laughs> Prepare he, for your opt-out. But he has said he does want to... Stay. Stay with the Red Sox, which is something that not every player does say that. And I think his situation is much different than Mookie in the sense that Xander, I mean, if you don't know the story. He's from Aruba. Uh, he's from Aruba. But originally, people were scouting his brother. And they signed Xander as a, like a favor, like a throw-in right. to his brother. And he's turned out. The Mike Piazza. Hey, Tommy, don't worry. We'll take care right. of your. <laughs> but he's turned into a guy who could potentially be a Hall of Famer. I'm not saying he's on track, but. I think he's the most underrated player in the entire He can be sport. better than Nomar. I think he is better than Nomar. And I also think he's a good citizen. Like, Nomar, for all that I love the storyline, he was jacked up on steroids, <laughs> and he was a jerk to the media. And he's awful at announcing no, Dodgers games. But he's got the job. I just feel he's like— He's awful at it. I love Nomar for a stretch, but the truth is, like, he was so rude— to the media, I was so I'm so I was so offended by it that I I probably can't ever get over it. Xander is like humbled by where he came from. He's a he's a multimillionaire now. He's a rock star in Aruba, dude. Yeah, we go there. We've been there multiple times. He's like a rock Andrew star. Jones and Curacao. Those he's are the Dutch star. Antilles. I mean, and so I mean, he, and he's a great leader. And I just I'm I sort of feel like he's not like a son figure to me, but like I've watched him grow up. I remember when he was 20, and now he's what 28, 29, and he just has this grace about him as a person. So I guess my point is a he's awesome. B he's a good person to to cheer for even if you're a Yankee fan because he's got this humility about him that just but he, that's the thing that's why he's not a superstar he right. doesn't make the flashy plays he doesn't have this you know aura about him because he just shows up you like the way he goes about his business oh, he's a <laughs> professional hitter <laughs> so I just wanted to stump it I mean from from the outside looking in I, I mean do you agree with that absolutely I I am a big Xander Bogarts fan I'm a big Kiki Hernandez fan. Yeah, and he's um, been good too. I think the only the key was the the Red Sox outside of Matt Barnes. The relief pitching struggled a little bit, and they when they hit, they hit great. When they don't hit, they don't hit at all. Uh, but I do think that early June series will be defining because I do think the Yankees will be, if not in first, will be knocking on the door. And it'll, it'll, it'll be great. It'll be a good series. Now I want to talk about this Oakland situation. Those of you who don't know, uh, basically Major League Baseball has told the Oakland A's, "Listen, you got to blank or get off the strong arm Here with comes the city of Army. Oakland." Now for years, dating back to Billy Bean and pre Moneyball, that place is a dump. They've been trying to get a new stadium. I don't know what the balance is between public and private partnership here all i do know is the public always gets screwed right but they have to keep them and like if oakland is dumb enough they lost the raiders if they're dumb enough to let their baseball team go then then that's on them right. I, I think that as in this is where the, the hartford whalers come back in i know you laugh <laughs> but i mean i think that there's no way that that peter carmanos was gonna stay in hartford even if you Literally gave him everything. Well, look, people of Harvard and Connecticut in general are just jaded because then the Patriots pulled the snafu sure. at them. So they're just like you can't you can't ever ask anyone right. in this area about sports teams. But major leaving. league sports are never coming back. And if they, my point is is that if the Oakland A's leave Oakland, Oakland in my lifetime will not get another. Everybody becomes team. San Francisco Giants fans overnight, and, and hundreds of millions of dollars every year comes to your community. And I think they're. I hate to say this, they're stupid not to make a deal. And and they, whether they go to Vegas, which I don't think is a great idea because of the heat of the summer, or it's Nashville or Charlotte or wherever, those cities will bend over backward to get a major Absolutely. league team. And I just think that it's just a, such a short-sighted view of the political world not to try to make a deal. 
Yeah, and it's, I mean, you know it's strong-arming. You know it, I mean, that's this is all posturing to make people... But it's people, been two decades. Well, yeah, exactly, but now it's like to put up or shut up. So now it's basically saying, you got to do it or we're going to move, and that's what's going to happen. But where do you think, what's your logical choice if they move where they would go? I think there's so much momentum for Vegas now, and because there's already a hockey team, there's already a football team, gambling will basically be legal nationwide. I think the stigma of playing in Las Vegas is gone. My biggest problem with Vegas is that uh, it has to be like a closed, uh, uh, like a a retractable roof stadium because it's 120 degrees on the field in July. I I think Nashville would be a ton of fun. It's a great city. I think they would go nuts for it. They support their hockey team a ton. I don't really love Charlotte as a city, so I don't really care. What about Portland? Portland, Oregon. Yeah. I'd be into that. I I, I know that the, obviously that the weather can be a bit of an issue. All the renderings I've seen are all for retractable roofs. In wherever it is, yes. I would I would say listen. I would put Nashville one, Portland two, and then Vegas three because Vegas already has it. Like I like I would love a major league team in a city that doesn't have a bunch of other pro sports. Right. I mean, in Portland, just as you know the basketball team. So I think it would be great. It would make travel. Do you see Portland as a baseball city though? I don't know anything about their tradition. Neither there. do I. But I mean, I think if it it has a, a a growing population, a fair the demographics are pretty good. I don't know. I, all I know is that they built they they have the money up there to build a pretty sweet stadium, and maybe people would go. I have no idea if if they have a lot of long term so, baseball fans. So the so the thought, everything that I've read is that Major League Baseball will expand by the end of the decade. Really? Not in the next couple of years. Right, because I read the article that he said it would be at least $2 billion to, to get the buy-in. that puts it at 32 teams, right? Now, there's no talk of contracting any teams, just movement, like moving the, the Rays or moving the Oakland, right. Oakland A's. Now, there's talk about the Rays and Montreal splitting time. There's no plans for a stadium in Montreal at this point, so you know that's light years away. Right. And all these, all this talk about bringing Mo- baseball back to Montreal, do you see that ever happening? I personally, again, like this is where like I, I know I'm just not a millennial or whatever. Like I would love another team in Canada. And there's been talk of Vancouver too, by the way. Uh, I, I just don't know if the city wants it. Right? Have you been to games in Montreal before? Never. At the old at the I, Olympic, Olympic Stadium. No. All right, so I remember going up there when when it was legal to drink at eighteen. It still is, obviously. Was but it just empty. So we used to go up there, and you they used to people used to we used to think it was so funny. People would scalp tickets, but you could go up to the window and buy like a two dollar ticket for like the upper deck, and literally walk down and sit. But see, like five, people would five, still scalp tickets for the lower bowl. Yeah. So <laughs> so I actually went on my bachelor party before I got married to Montreal, and we went up there and they played the Astros and. Jose Lima, rest in peace. Wow. Lima time yeah, sure, was was pitching against them. So we made this big bed sheet with Lima time. And Did you get the, on TV? I don't know because we didn't watch it. <laughs> but the famous thing was is we had was like three or four of my friends with us. And uh, this guy, Lou Martinez, who's, in the, who's retired out of the National Guard now. And he actually works like uh, for some production company down in New York. And his he, he was with me. And the waitress comes up and he goes... Bring us all beers every inning until one of us passes out, <laughs> and bring us, and then bring it every two innings. Nice. Like the line from uh, 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 Wolf back of to school, oh, back yeah, to yeah. school yeah. with Johnny Dangerfield. So I think we made it about five innings, <laughs> but we didn't pass out. But then we, just, I think we just cut it off. Wait, but, but what a great time! And literally, like, like yelling so like Lima could hear us, dude. Like everybody could hear you in that stadium, right? But the fact that it was half empty or two thirds empty. empty means it does, maybe it doesn't belong there. Now I remember going up to Montreal with my father, rest in peace, 
And my friends, when I was like, uh, let's say maybe 13, 12, and it being packed, dude. Big Cat, Andres Galarraga, Larry Walker. Like, 90, like 94. Before the, the strike, strike year was before when the they strike, were awesome. 94. Yep. Packed, dude. I, so it's one of those cities that cheers for a winner. Like so, back to your original question. I would. Lo- I think the splitting time with Tampa is stupid. I think that professional baseball at the major league level during the season in Florida makes no sense if you're going to have spring training there. So I don't think the Marlins should exist. I don't think the Rays should exist. I just think that if it's a, if it's. I mean, I know the Arizona Diamondbacks have done well in Arizona when they have spring training too, but it just doesn't seem like there's energy or pride no. there for it. So I would love to see another Canadian team, whether it's Montreal or Vancouver. I think Portland, Oregon would be a great. Great choice. I mean, I I just feel like I think you know, Tampa needs to move. Here's the deal: going back to Oakland, if Oakland doesn't give them a sweet AT and T Park, whatever they call the Giant Stadium now, I don't know what it is up in San Francisco. Oracle, give, I think. If they don't give them something like that, then then screw them. Right. And I and never look back. I really feel I feel that way. So I mean, I don't care where the A's end up, but they deserve to have a, a new stadium. At least there's a line in the sand now. All right, listen, before we wrap it up here on... Let's talk about another 28-year-old awesome story. I, this is incredible. And, of course, there was an article last year, late last year, uh, on ESPN. I think Jeff Passan wrote it. Uh-huh. Um, and his name is Drew Robinson. And he had been in the majors, but it was down and out. And it turns out he... Drafted in 2010 by the Rangers. Suffered... Went for- to school with in the, in the mix of Chris Bryant and... Bryce Harper out in Vegas, one of the best baseball players out in that region. So this dude could play. Right. Could play. Grew up sort of. Older brother drafted by Milwaukee. Right. I remember that from the story. And then made the majors but couldn't stick, right? And then he finds himself in his mid to late 20s. Made it in 2017. First major league hit is a home run at Yankee Stadium. That's pretty story. And then he's dropped the next day. Comes, comes Comes up May 28th. Uh, doesn't do anything. Sent down May 29, 2017. Comes up June 24th. Homers at Yankee Stadium for his first at bat, first hit, first major league hit. Sent down the next day. Comes back up in July and spends the rest of the season with the team in 2017. Doesn't come back to the major leagues after that. Right. So and then fast forward to the pandemic hitting. And he suffered from depression. And he wrote a suicide note and put a gun to his head. Just over a year ago. Yeah. And he... Turns out, spent twenty hours bleeding out in his hotel, in by, his in his house by himself, and he missed his brain and major arteries, and he woke up but in a pool it, of blood. And it's crazy if you and, read the article; and, it's insane. And basically, realized that maybe there's a reason why he's not dead. Called nine one one, and uh, and now flash the forward, rain, the, the blue giants pick him up. And so he makes he tries the, to play baseball game with one eye. He, lo- he lost his one left eye. eye. And now he turns out he tries to come back and play baseball. Comes back to play baseball. The Giants sign him as a utility player, hoping you know he could play six positions. And he hits a home run in a Triple A AAA game. Yeah, so he's in Triple A right now. Just just this week, hits a home run. I mean, as you mentioned off camera, uh, if it were another team other than the San Francisco Giants, he might already be in the bigs just for for the PR side of things. And it does sound like a movie, but right now the Giants are ahead of the Padres and the Dodgers, so yeah. they don't have a lot of room on that roster. But I just, I don't know, the human condition is, it's, it's amazing how, like, I hate to get philosophical, but like, I could go outside right now and have a heart attack and die, or get hit by a car and die. Like, the, and our, our bodies are engines, and if the ends, if something breaks, we die. Right. Here's a guy that tries to kill himself, doesn't do it, and now. He, and I worry about his sight lines. He's a, he's a lefty, and he lost 
His left eye. No, he lost his right eye. Right. So his his dominant eye is your back eye when you hit. So he can he could see the ball. Unbelievable. But I worry about like getting hit by a pitch or this or that or the other. Thing. I don't know, man. If that guy, that, I think that's the least of his worries. It's I can't even be. I'm reading this article and I can't even begin to think of how it's even possible. And then, I, what a great story to just. I mean, not a. You know what I mean when I say that, though. I mean, just he's totally going to turn this no, into a positive right. thing. I mean, it's not right. I mean, it, mental you, illness is a huge thing in this country, in the world in general. But that's everybody what his has purpose some. Is. Like what he said, his yep. stated purpose is like I'm here to help people and so on. And we all Second know calling, people. I guess we all know people who suffer from depression. And, and according to this, he hid this from his family for years, for years, and he was a close. I mean, his family divorced when he was younger, but they all rallied around baseball. They were a baseball family. So yep. when the parents split up, the boys went with the dad, and the, the 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 sister went with the mom. But they always were around together in baseball. So it wasn't like this family was this totally estranged, right. and this kid was hanging out and you know at the park or whatever by himself. And there's two things I'd say. One is maybe sounds a little harsh, but it really isn't that I do think like we we I know on my children we're a little bit soft on our kids. They're they're not as tough as you know as we are, and we're not as tough as our parents. It seems every generation gets a little softer. But I think that this speaks to when we see athletes who are so successful and so good. They're we, human we, beings. We assume, we assume that there's nothing wrong. Right? Exactly. We, and that's the mistake that we've made that we're starting to acknowledge is that just because somebody's great at something or looks impervious Or makes to anything, $30 million a year. Doesn't mean they don't have challenges, and in this case, real serious mental health challenges. Or and, it could even be worse than most people that... I mean, think of the pressure that comes with that. So I think that the fact that we're sort of warming up to this understanding that professional athletes can have struggles with mental health, I think it is sort of transformative because I never, ever as a younger person would have even thought about that for a millisecond. Well, not only that, but, you know, think about think about how how you would feel if it's your own kid. And just because this kid or this guy now had an issue that sparked your kid to say something and saved yeah. him or your kid's friend or your friend's friend or any kid in general or, you know, anyone in general. It doesn't need to be right. a kid. And the so it's a are, good thing all the way around. You have two kids. I have three. The odds are one of our kids will suffer from depression. And once our kids get post-adolescence, we don't have the same control. Right. Their hormones change and we, we're not with them every day. And so I think about my kid and when he's 25 and maybe he doesn't like his career or he doesn't have a girlfriend or he doesn't like where he lives. You know, what 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 is going to lead them? And you want them to have the strength to get help or at least know that it's all all worth it. I hate to get emotional about it, but as a father, you know yeah. that we think about so, that with our so kids. So I, I had read this article. I, I loosely, I think I saw part of the, the story on the E60 that they did. Um, but I read the article again this morning because of the home run. And I copy and pasted it. And the first thing I did is I texted it to my son who has a road game today, a long road trip. And I said, you got to read this on your way. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, he'll read it. He'll read it. I mean, A, it's baseball related, but, you know, when I send him stuff like that, like he knows, like I don't send him stuff like, oh, you got to read this. And right, blah, blah, blah. Right. I send him stuff every once in a while, hey, take a look at he this. Knows and, me, you, you mean it and you Yeah, want well, really there's a meaning it. to it. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's important. All right, so check out the story on Drew Robinson. Obviously, check out our podcast whenever we post it, uh, wherever you're enjoying this, whether it's YouTube or your podcast wherever you provider, get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple, what have you. It's our joy to talk about baseball with you. He's John Senna. I'm Brian Shackman, and we will see you next time. We 
get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.